Hey, hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon Lord. For today's episode, I want to start off by giving the wonderful news that I am officially COVID negative, and I am very happy about that. I still have this lingering cough, slight sinus, but I was tested. I'm negative now. It's been what? I think today, it's Saturday. Today is technically my day 10, which means I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm good. I'm not contagious, even if I was positive, but I'm not positive. I'm negative. So I'm happy about that. I'm actually going to hang out with friends in a little bit, which I really haven't seen anyone but my parents. Um... In like over a week? I don't know. Yeah, it's been like maybe even almost two weeks at this point. Um, considering I didn't really see many people Labor Day weekend. So, you know, I'm glad to see my friends. I've missed them. And, you know, we're just chilling, hanging out, nothing crazy. But it's good to get out of the house, you know, and like not be stuck in my room, which I'm not gonna lie. Although I'm glad to get out, I don't mind hanging out at home. I'm a bit of a homebody, so, you know, isolating and, like, quarantining, not the worst thing in the world. So, yeah. With that being said, I will say I have a feeling this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than I would have liked. Um, Not even because of feeling sick or anything like that. Just genuinely, I don't know, like, I know what to talk about, but it's just like, there's not much celebrity news that I really give that much of a fuck about to really delve into. And Bravo was decent this week, but I wasn't as into the content as usual. So, you know, I have some stuff to say, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's not as much as I would like. So, as far as that goes, I will say, I watched this movie today. It's a Netflix movie. It's called Do Revenge. And it's starring um, Camila Mendez and Maya Hawk. Is it Hawk or Hawkins? Let me look it up real quick. The girl from Stranger Things. I'm going to get her last name. One second. Okay. Maya Hawk. Okay, Maya Hawk. That's her name. Yeah, it was them. It starred them. And it was really good. It was interesting, I will say. You know, it was about, um, you guessed it, revenge. But no, it was um, funny. Like, essentially, it's they're, like, the main characters. And they're, they've kind of, like, teamed up in high school to, like, get revenge on their bullies. But there's, like, a twist towards the end of it that... I feel like it was slightly spoiled for me, not gonna lie, because of fucking TikTok. I read a comment. It wasn't like, it was just somebody talking about the movie. They weren't really giving details. They were just kind of saying like reasons why they liked it, but it didn't seem like they were giving spoilers. But I looked at the comments as I do and someone was like, oh my God, I didn't see that ending coming. And I was like, okay, there's a twist. Interesting. And so then... I was watching the movie, and then I, like, took a break for a minute this morning, and I went on TikTok, and I saw, it was, like, a scene I hadn't seen before, and it was one of the people talking about somebody else, and it kind of gave away what I thought the twist was going to be, and it was, in fact, what I thought. I'm not going to ruin it, because, you know, I guess maybe I could if I just say spoiler alert, and do y'all really care that much? 
I don't know. I- I've heard people have been watching it, so maybe you do. Okay, spoiler alert. Okay, if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead. But towards the end of the movie, it's revealed that Maya Hawke's character, despite approaching Camila Mendez's and being like, you know, this girl at your school, I want to get revenge on her, let's team up. Really, the person she wanted to get revenge at was Camila's character. And she was setting her up the whole time and was like, at one point, I think she kind of didn't want to do revenge. She like built, they built like a friendship together. And so she was actually going to like hold off on the revenge and just like be her friend. But then they had a falling out and she kept enacting the plan and like ruined her life. But then at the end of it, it was, they made up and decided that they were actually like, really good friends and then they ended up getting revenge on Camila's ex-boyfriend who had like um leaked a sex tape of Camila like it's a fucking wild movie I'm not gonna lie like even saying that I'm like what is going on um it was wild but it was good so I liked it I was entertained Sarah Michelle Gellar was also in it who I love takes me back to my Buffy days she wasn't as much in it as I thought she would be based off what I saw on like TikTok and like Twitter people were like oh my god Sarah Michelle Gellar look at her she looks so good and I was like wow she's gonna play like a big role she didn't she she played a role and she was there and I love her but you know it's what it is so yeah that's what I did this morning and I gotta say I recommend the movie I'd give it a solid eight stars out of ten it's worth your time I would say Now let's get into Bravo. One exciting thing that did happen this week was the Winter House Season 2 trailer dropped. And I gotta say, I'm pretty shocked about that. I did not see that coming. It kind of came out of nowhere. But they dropped the trailer, the cast photos, everything. The cast photos look great. The cast is fucking huge. It has Amanda and Kyle, Sierra and Paige, Craig, Austin... Um, Luke's in it, but you wouldn't really be able to tell from the trailer because he was barely in it. He's also not returning to Summer House, so, hmm. Which, I think the reason why may have been alluded to in the trailer. Um, but there was also some new people. Well, there was Jason, who, he's not on Summer House, but he was on season one of Winter House. So he's back, and then there's three newbies. I think, I don't remember their names. I think one of them is... Her name's Rachel, and she was the florist that saved Amanda and Kyle's wedding. And then the other two, I don't remember their names. The guy kind of seems like a player, or like a wannabe player. He's like Craig's fraternity brother. So that should be something. Um, and then the blonde girl, who kind of actually looks like Lindsay. Um, I think she's friends with Jason, and that's how she's in. Um, but yeah. The trailer was wild. In the beginning, it kind of lost me a little bit because it was just showing, like, all the winter activities. And I was like, okay, they're going to party and do a bunch of activities, like, fun, I guess. I don't know. But um, it did start, though, with the Toms. The Toms from Vanderpump Rules will be making an appearance on Winter House Season 2, which I wish I could say I was more excited for than I actually am. Um, Nothing really against them. I just don't... I don't care. Like, I'm, like, I don't know. I like Sandoval, actually, but Schwartz, I don't really care for him. 
And I just, you know, their Tom Tom shtick, it has its moments, but I'm not, like, the hugest fan of them. I low-key prefer Ariana and Katie, but, you know, they weren't there, so it's what it is. They make an appearance. Um, Lindsay and Carl also make an appearance, and there's a bit of drama, because Lindsay's gonna have a conversation with Jason, which last season of Summer House, Lindsay revealed that she actually got pregnant by Jason, and she ended up having a miscarriage, and, like, she talked about, like, how that made her feel and all of that. And now it looks like her and Jason are going to kind of talk about it. And it seems like there might be slight tension. I don't know. Like, I don't know if maybe he feels a type of way because of her revealing it on TV. But, like, you know, it's her life. She would share it. And I think I saw in some interviews she said her and Jason did film a scene. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I'm wondering what it is. I, I, you know, I hope it ends well, though. I like both of them. And, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. So, you know, I hope that conversation ends well. There was, however, some drama because there's a scene where they're at a bar and Paige is talking to Amanda and she's revealing that the day Carl and Lindsay made things public, um something about Austin told her something and then it cut to Austin saying he woke up with her hand on his dick and I'm like to me I don't think that's about Lindsay I think they did a little like splicing with that he's probably talking about somebody else I don't know who maybe fucking Olivia from Southern Charm but um I don't know I'm not convinced but maybe he did say something shady about them about Lindsay to Paige that day I don't know We'll see. But I do think there is some underlying tension with Lindsay and Carl and maybe the rest of the cast. It's been noted that no one really has publicly congratulated them on their engagement, like on social media or anything like that from the Summer House cast, including Danielle, who's best friends with both of them. They're like the Trace Amigas is what they call themselves. Like, they've been close for years. And might I remind you, Danielle and Carl are exes. Um, But also, to be noted, Danielle has been seen kind of hanging out and being close with Maya and Sierra. Sierra, who she got into a physical altercation with last summer, defending Lindsay. So, that's a bit wild. People are speculating that, you know, allegiances, uh, allegiances, allegiances have shifted, perhaps, and she's not as close to Lindsay anymore, and it's become closer with um, Sierra, which, honestly, I'm very open to and like, because, you know, I like Danielle, or I like, um, what's her fucking name? Lindsay. I like Lindsay. But it's not lost on me that Danielle goes to bat a million times harder for Lindsay than Lindsay has ever gone for Danielle. Not to say that Lindsay hasn't defended Danielle, because I Lindsay did against Jordan a few seasons ago when Jordan was kind of trying to dog her out. Throwback to Jordan. I recently rewatched a lot of Summer House, so he's top of mind. But she did stand up for Danielle in that situation. So I don't want to say she never has. But Danielle has definitely go, gone like a million times harder for Lindsay than I think Lindsay ever really would for Danielle. 
maybe Danielle's realizing that. Maybe Lindsay and Carl have kind of isolated everyone because they've kind of been to themselves. And, you know, they are very into themselves. They post a lot, you know, which is fine. You know, they post themselves a lot and, like, a lot of pictures together, which, you know, again, is fine. But they're just really into themselves. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe people thought they were together for attention. Like, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, who's to say? Lindsay and Carl, I like them. Um, I don't hate them together. I think they're really good friends that have love for each other. And I think they both wanted to settle down at the same time. And I'll leave it at that. Um, with that being said, what else happened in the trailer? There was also, okay, there was this moment with, um, I'm trying to think back, what happened in this trailer? Kyle and Amanda are pretending they like each other. Um, a lot of hookups, a lot of drunken debauchery, but something that did stand out, there was a moment towards the end, and Craig is yelling at Luke, you touched my girlfriend, I'll throw you against this fucking, uh, window, or how does Craig talk? He, I'll throw you against this fucking window. He has that fucking <laughs> nasally voice. And Luke is like, do it! And then you see Paige kind of eavesdropping over the stairwell. Now, there was a rumor on Dumois, I remember, when they first started filming this season, that a cast member had gotten inappropriate with some of the females in the house. And, you know, a lot of people thought maybe it was a Luke, because I think in the Dumois message, it said something like, he's been on TV a few times now. So, but then people were posting with Luke, and it seemed like no one left the house. So it was kind of like, okay, that was like a rumor. Okay. Um, disregarded, I guess. Like, I don't know. It sounds weird, but okay. Um, but then when Luke did not get invited back to Summer House for this upcoming season, I st- heard on some podcasts that it allegedly could be due to that rumor we heard from Winterhouse, like, a few months back at the time. And I was like, interesting. Like, I don't know, like, because, again, Luke still was there. So, like, I don't know. Maybe something did go down, but also Luke was boring. So I was not surprised that he wasn't invited back. He literally brought nothing to the show. Once Hannah left, Hannah was his storyline. He then did not really have a storyline, and he was barely on the last season. So, with that being said, when this trailer drops and Craig's yelling, you touched my girlfriend, I'm like, wait a minute, was this rumor true? Because it shows someone leaving and being like, get him the fuck out of this house. Does Luke end up leaving? Because he was barely on the trailer. However, He was photographed as, like, a main cast member. So, I don't know if maybe he leaves and comes back, but he won't be featured that much. Um, I don't know, but this is wild. So, that's something to look out for to see what's happening. Um, Sierra and Austin seem to get in an argument. Austin's still dopey. And Sierra, I really hope you're reaming Austin out. Because I cannot keep defending you (laughs) if you keep trying to pursue something with him. Or, like, you know, if you try to be nice to him, like, even, I, like, look, I get it, but also, like, girl, you are a supermodel, like, you are amazingly beautiful, and you're, like, cool, like, I like Sierra, like, why are you tripping off fucking 
Austin, his fucking dopey self who, like, sounds like he has a cold all the time. He's so lame. Like, you were leaps and bounds better than him. Please do better. I pray that she reads him out. Um, okay, so that's enough with Winter House. Let's go on. What was on this week in Bravo? Dubai's over. Salt Lake City starting soon, so that'll be something to talk about. The only Bravo things really this week were Atlanta Reunion Part 1 in Beverly Hills. I gotta say, I'll start with Atlanta. Actually, no, I'm gonna start with Beverly Hills, because I really don't have that much to say. Because I heard a lot of people praising this episode. I thought it was so boring. Like, I did not give a fuck about anything that was happening. I don't know. I, like, zoned out. Like, I'm like, this is not good. Like, there was, like, tension with, like, Kyle and, like, Erica and Dorit. But I'm like, Kyle was being, like, a fucking weirdo. Like, she was so upset about people not wanting to go to the fucking hat place and Dorit not going. And then she was, like, yelling at Dorit. And I was like, I'm not, I don't even really agree with Dorit like that, but you're, like, freaking out because she chose Erica over you. Like, I'm like, you're fucking wild. And it's funny, because Kyle is the queen of, what's the word? Deflection, right? Or projection. Projection. She's the queen of projection. And this is why. She says, because Kathy, this was funny, when Kathy got upset when Rinna did the whole, like, I'm going to try um 818 tequila, uh, my friend Kendall Jenner. I really like that. You know, I have so many friends with tequilas and, you know, and Kathy was like, oh, I'm going to try Kendall Jenner's fucking tequila and I'm fucking leaving. Kyle was freaking out because she was like, oh, my God, when Kathy's mad, you don't want to deal with that. She can't get past it. Um, That may be the case, but you're the same way, if not worse. You got mad about Dorit and you stayed mad for hours and you like freaked out and you wouldn't stop talking about it and you were like so mad and you were like crying and you were like yelling at Dorit and then even by the night you were still upset about it when you were like talking to Erica and da da da. Like you wouldn't let it go. She does that so much though where she projects because she did it also, she does it with Sutton by saying Sutton cries all the time and makes everything about her when in fact Kyle cries all the time and makes everything about her she and i think she also said that about crystal when she, or it was like she said sutton makes um everything about her kyle does that all the time she said crystal cries all the time kyle cries all the time like kyle loki is just the worst and her hats fucking suck and the hat plays seem lame um, the erica drama is just like played out at this point i don't care she kept trying to act like she got this case dismissed and she was like it's it's a victory this is good and nobody's congratulating me. Cut to everyone's confessionals being like, girl, it was dismissed in Illinois, but it's going to be refiled in California. It literally said that in the article. But, like, for whatever reason, Erica's just like, oh, no. Like, da -da 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 -da, no one's congrats. Like, it's just, like, the delusion of it all. Like, I can't. <clears throat> Crystal did really shine in this episode. She was the one calling out the fact that this isn't a win for Erica. She's, in fact, like, still in the hot seat. It's going to be refiled in California. And then when she talks to Doree, she shuts Doree down. I was, like, proud. I like Crystal because she's very intelligent with how she kind of comes for people. She uses... I cannot speak today. She uses this thing called logic. And a lot of these housewives, except for like Sutton and Garcelle, aren't used to 
logic and when people are making logical points because Dorit's like you read the article correct so you know that this isn't so black and white with Erica and Crystal's like I read the article and I'm not confused as to my stance on Erica and how I think Erica perceives the situation Dorit didn't know what to do with that she looks stunned and she's like well you don't know everything and she's like I use a moral compass and I expect my friends to use the same and again, like, that's the whole point. Crystal's not arguing legal matters, even though she could, because again, they're trying to say Erica's off, but she's not. It was dismissed in Illinois, being refiled in California. But she's just talking about the empathy that Erica is not showing. But the people, I guess, just don't understand that. I don't know. She does confront Erica. Erica just speaks gibberish. Like, she speaks nonsense. Like, she, Erica's just one of those arguers that always just wants to have something to say, even if it doesn't make sense. But, like, she just flounders, in my opinion. And Crystal, I really appreciated her in this episode. I like Crystal. I always have liked Crystal. There's been moments where she's kind of lost me a little bit, but I like her. And, like, she might be a little boring, but, like, I, again, I think having a boring housewife is necessary. They can't all be boring, but having, like, one or two, I think, is fine. That's all I really have to say about the episode. It did end with it to be continued in this dramatic thing where it was showing text messages between um, Lisa and Erica, where Lisa's like, I'm in the sprinter with Kathy. She's freaking out, saying horrible things about Kyle. And then a text from Kathy to Lisa being like, silence is golden, and I choose to stay silent. Pretty weird fucking text, if you ask me. However, and then it's like a voiceover of like Lisa being like, I know who the world thinks Kathy Hilton is, but I saw a different side. Dun dun dun. And I'm just like, oh my god. You know, there was rumors that Kathy had said like some problematic things, and like that's why like this was like so scandalous and like her freak out was so like what the fuck but it sounds like it's just like she said shit about Kyle and I mean one Kyle sucks so I don't blame her and two like I don't know they're sisters like sisters talk shit like that's just like family members talk shit I say the worst things about my brothers and they say the worst things about me probably but we're like brothers that's what you do I don't know I'm not as excited for it as I think a lot of other people seem to be like I guess I'm excited to see what was said but I'm not on the edge of my seat so whatever Let's talk about Atlanta Reunion Part 1. Honestly, it was good, but it was nothing, like, to write home about. The main things was, like, Marlo versus Candy. I'm just so over Marlo because she just is one of those people, kind of like Erica, that just says shit to say shit. It doesn't really make sense. She's been talking mad shit about Candy and being, like, Oh, you don't help the community. You don't help anybody. You're all for yourself. And Candy's like, bitch, you say I don't help people. I literally got you your own show when Real Housewives of Atlanta fired you. But now you want to say I don't help people? And mind you, Candy is one of the most, like, helpful people, like, I think on Bravo. Like, she's constantly helping, like, her community and, like, everyone else. Like, she's just, like, a very helpful person by nature. So for Marlo to, like, just say shit like that, it just doesn't even make sense. And then she has, like, the moment, or also Sheree denies talking shit about Candy, and 
Candy's like, bitch, did you watch the show? I, like, what? And I'm over Sheree as well. Like, I'm just like, it's the delusion for me. I saw something. So she had her flop. I'm calling it a flop, she buys Sheree, because the shit's fucking expensive. So I really want to know who's buying that shit. And, like, not to say it's ugly or anything, but it's, like, really? Like, hundreds of dollars for athleisure? It's, I can't. That's delusion. But anyways, and on top of that, there was a whole thing, because people found that her, she literally copied a design from Shein. She did some interview where she admitted to using some of the same designers as, like, Shein. So it was the same thing. And it's like, Sheree, you had all this time to design your clothes. Like, I genuinely just can't with her. Like, this is like, I, I, like, I don't even know what else to say. It's just not surprising at this point. You're using Shein designers and like trying to like charge hundreds of dollars i'm like i'm over you and i'm over that drew and sonya was almost interesting but like i don't know sonya was just like drew you lied on me because i did bring up my issue with you off camera but then on camera you acted like i didn't drew acted confused i low-key believe maybe that's true on sonya's part but also like it's just, I, I, I'm low-key team Drew, because at the end of the day, to bring it up in front of the group of girls, like, you still could have done it one-on-one on camera. Like, you didn't have to do it, like, in that group setting. Like, I don't know. It's whatever. There was a moment where Marlo, she, like, gets emotional and, like, talks about, like, her upbringing and, like, going through all, like, the foster care system and, like, never feeling wanted. And here's the thing. I felt really bad for Marlo, and I feel bad for her story, and I see why she is the way she is in certain situations, but with that being said, that's not an excuse. And I feel like it was trying to be used as an excuse, and it's like, you know, just because you had a tough upbringing doesn't give you the excuse to be shitty to people. And you could tell, like, Kenya and Candy wanted to say that, but they were like, let's not take this moment away from her because it is emotional and we do feel bad for her. But at the end of the day, again, like, you know, that's not an an excuse. So I don't know with Marlo. Um, Candy did confirm that she will be back for season 15, which I love. I like Candy a lot. She's one of my favorites. I think personally everyone should come back and they should just add Portia back. I think that would be really good. And like, again, this season was good. Like, I think Portia could just add like another layer that like makes it even better. So I'm here for that. Um, that's it for Bravo. I did want to say shout out to Taylor Hale on this current season of Big Brother. I think it's season 24. She is fucking killing the game. She won the final four HOH and she is guaranteed a spot at the finale. And that just has so many different meanings. Like, look, I haven't really talked about Big Brother on the podcast. This season has been a roller coaster. Taylor Hale is this girl. She has been through more than anything. And if she were to win the season, she would be like the ultimate story. Literally since day one, the house was targeting her. For no reason. It was because of this awful girl named Paloma, who was the worst. She, like, turned the house against Taylor. 
and like said that Taylor was like this mean girl and like said all these bitchy things to her that she didn't say and like just like started this like Taylor hate train and then the house like turned on Taylor and like everyone just talked shit 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 about Taylor except for maybe a few like I don't think really Brittany and Michael talked too much shit about her like they were like nice to her and I don't think Joseph really talked shit about her but the house was against her. She was backdoored and was set to go home week one. Granted, there was a twist, and she was going to be able to, like, compete against somebody else, and she probably was going to win that. So I don't think she was going to go home regardless, but she was supposed to go home. Each week, she was pretty much considered a target until a group of people, like, and, like, the Leftovers Alliance came and, like, saved her, and were just, like, like saved her and, like, made her a part of the alliance so they could, like, take over the house. And they had been dominating, but week after week, she's made it through. And one of the big points was, in week one, she tried on her finale outfit and, like, walked around the house. The, the girls encouraged her to walk around the house. She was just trying on her clothes, and people were like, oh, my God, that's so arrogant. She's, like, wearing her finale outfit. And it's like, mind you, Everyone goes to finale. Her saying she has a finale outfit, even if she was like, if I'm in those final two seats, I'll be wearing this. Everyone dresses nice for the finale. Everyone goes to the finale. So she would be wearing it regardless. So her saying her finale outfit is just like, everyone has an outfit they're going to wear to the finale. Like, it's not that deep. So to people to get, an- so for people to get like annoyed with her about that was like stupid. And then so... And another thing was week three, I think it was week three, Daniel, the worst person in the fucking world, yelled at her because he thought she was coming for Nicole and, like, she wasn't. And there was, like, a whole thing where he, like, yelled at her and no one said anything to defend her and that was awful. But he said to her, don't talk to me until until finale night. Like, don't speak to me until finale. He was eliminated or evicted, I should say, the week before jury, meaning he got to go home and he wasn't, like, going to be in the jury house, he wasn't in the game, yada, yada, yada. And she said in her goodbye message that you got your wish. You won't see me until finale night. And they won't. And guess what? Now, she won the final four HOH. She's guaranteed top three finale night. Hopefully she'll be top two, but honestly... Like, the fact that she made top three finale night, given that the odds were stacked against her and people were just awful to her and she was a target from day one. Like, given all that, making top three is, like, out of this world. Like, amazing. Like, she will win AFP. But now she's going to be in finale, a contender in the top three, wearing the finale outfit that everyone docked her out before. Taylor is an amazing person. She is the definition of, like, resilience, beauty, grace. She is the moment. She is everything. And I hope she wins. Um, on that note, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any platform that has podcasts. And I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.